Welcome to Head Start Africa, the school of business and personal development for Africans by Africans. And now your host, John Obidi. This episode is brought to you by TribeMaster Platinum. TribeMaster Platinum is the most complete WhatsApp marketing system in the world. It's a suite of software and step-by-step -step tutorials on how to set up your own profitable WhatsApp marketing machine. Now, if you do any kind of marketing, including email marketing, you would know that open rates are going down and that's because you're not sending your messages on a platform that people natively love to open. If you're in Nigeria or any part of the developing world, you know that everyone uses WhatsApp predominantly to stay in touch with friends and family. Up till now, it's been really difficult using WhatsApp as a scalable marketing platform. Well, not anymore. With Tribe Master Platinum, you're going to learn how to set up your own profitable WhatsApp marketing machinery, including how to set up your own intelligent WhatsApp chatbot, how to quickly build up your database of WhatsApp numbers, how to use the system safely and not get banned by WhatsApp, how to segment your number lists by interests and categories, and you'll also learn how to use this system to send your broadcast messages to as many as 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 numbers, as many phone numbers as are in your database. And please note that this is not about using WhatsApp groups. WhatsApp groups presents a privacy issue as everyone in the group will have access to everyone else's numbers. This is safe, secure, and takes your user's privacy into account. Who needs Tribe Master Platinum? Thought leaders, podcasters, comedians, pastors, information marketers, real estate marketers, e-commerce merchants, and so on and so forth. This is for anyone trying to build an audience and looking for the highest open rates available anywhere. To get your copy of Tribe Master Platinum and to get more information, head right over to headstartafrica.com forward slash tribe. Hi there, it's John Obidi here. And on this episode, you're about to learn how you can go global with opportunities. Now, every once in a while, we notice a friend, colleague, or relative experience a quantum leap. That one opportunity that turns everything around for them. Now, it could be an international scholarship, internship, or fully funded fellowship. For a long time, the process behind the selection of these beneficiaries has been a mystery to the general public. And so we at Head Start Africa have gone to special lengths to secure tonight's free masterclass. We are going to be learning Global Citizen, how anyone can spot and secure fully funded international opportunities. Tonight on Head Start Africa, we are hosting Grace Ihejia Maizu, a social entrepreneur, educator, and Mandela Washington Fellow working to promote quality education and empower the next generation of leaders and entrepreneurs. Very notably, Grace is the founder of OpportunityDesk.org, the largest online platform in the world that shares relevant opportunities for youth across the world. In 2015, she coached a team of young girls to develop a mobile app to solve a problem in their community. The group, Team Karis, represented Africa at the Technovation World Pitch in San Francisco, where they emerged global winners. Grace has since become a Technovation Master Educator Fellow to get more girls into technology. 
She also currently serves as the faculty advisor for Enactus University of Calabar. Grace has spoken and facilitated sessions at national and international conferences, including the World Economic Forum, UNESCO Youth Forum, and OpenCon. Her passion and dedication to the development of youth has won her several awards, including being named as one of Google's 12 brightest young minds in 2011 and a global change maker in 2012. She was one of the honorees for the 2013 Future Awards Africa Young Person of the Year Prize, and in 2016, she became a Mandela Washington Fellow of President Obama's Young African Leaders Initiative, YALI. She was recently named one of the 50 youth leaders to watch during the Cross River at 50 celebration, and also received the President's Award for Selfless and Outstanding Service as Vice President of the Mandela Washington Fellowship Alumni Association of Nigeria in 2017. On today's episode, Grace Ehejia Maizu will be teaching us how international opportunities can transform your life, business or cause for good, where to spot hundreds of openings for international opportunities well in advance, what international organizations are looking for in applicants, how to professionally apply for opportunities in a way that greatly enhances your chances of selection, and how to prepare your mind and personal brand in order to best position for international opportunities. So without further ado, I present to you Grace Ihejia Maizu. Thank you so much, John Obidi, for the invitation. I am excited, especially to talk about something, I mean, that I'm really passionate about and to speak in an area that I've worked in the last five to seven years. So I've been asked to speak on going global. So I'm going to go through everything I have in bits. I'll hopefully we finish it for five minutes yes okay so what do you as an afghan youth think about going global i know a lot of people are are comfortable in their zones and um they're not thinking about you know doing anything extra or being heard or being seen but then it's crucial it's important that every young person especially Every African person uh, needs to start thinking about ways to project themselves, ways to put their business out there, to improve themselves, uh, you know, to grow in their career and basically to go global. It's important because the world is changing and young people need the right mix of skills. You need the right set of skills to thrive in this digital economy in this ever-changing world, you see, uh, young people everywhere need to develop a great depth of skills to evaluate and apply the knowledge in ways that they can meet the demands of our changing society. So we need more people that can create things, we need more people that can do big things and make impact in their communities, both at the local level and international level. And because we are now more connected than ever before, I mean, with social media, and with everything that the digital economy has brought to us, we are more connected than ever before. Um, it, it has become crucial that we all work collaboratively to resolve some of the challenges that affect 
every one of us. For example, climate change is an issue, whether you're in America or in Asia or in Africa. It's something that is common to almost everyone. And because we have these um, complex global challenges that we all share, um, it has become uh, critical that people come together, global citizens are able to collaborate to solve problems. Like I always say to people, one opportunity can change your life dramatically. One opportunity can change your life dramatically. So beyond just doing this for, for the world to be a better place, you're doing this for yourself as well. And there are huge benefits that come from, you know, going global, putting yourself out there, um, taking on these um, challenges and and getting through them. So I'm going to run through that uh, quickly before I go into the juicy parts of today's um, masterclass. So one of the benefits I've found uh, for anyone who goes global is the fact that it has a way of boosting your self-esteem. So I don't know who you are, I don't know where you are right now in your life, but uh, imagine you had the chance to go to say Kenya for, for a training program and you're from Nigeria. You see that um, just that entire process of uh, traveling, meeting people from different backgrounds, learning something new, has a way of boosting your self-esteem. It can make you more confident, more confident in who you are and the work you do. Um, you are, you see that you are okay with making mistakes because you you can hear you can um, hear other stories from people who have done things, who have made mistakes, who have overcome challenges, and you are you become comfortable in your own self and in the things that you're able to do. You you also see that um, you have a good posture. You can hold your head high. You you can take criticisms, um, but not personally. You are able to um, learn from your mistakes. You're able to learn from your failures. You're able to take risks, take challenges, and allow yourself to shine. You're able to give yourself the permission to do bigger things. So uh, for me personally, I've experienced um, a high level of self-esteem just by being in that same space with people from various backgrounds. So that's one of the, the key benefits that going global can bring to you. Uh, the second thing is, of course, giving you and your work more visibility. So if you've been working locally, doing fantastic work, and nobody knows about it, this is your chance to get the world to know. So um, a few weeks ago, I met with a friend, and she was talking to me about this young lady who um, works full-time in a bank, but after work hours, she goes into the streets to pick up... Um, uh, women who have mental issues. She takes them into their house, into her house, uh, gives them food to eat, change their clothes, and then clothing, and then uh, take them to a re rehabilitation center. And you know, she kept going on and on about the work this young lady is doing, and I, I could understand, but at the same time, it didn't make sense because I, I mean, I could Google her name, and I and I can't see anything, any record of her work, and that's really how how the world works. They want to see what you've done. And if you're not able to properly document or record it or show, show your, put yourself out there and be in the same space where you can share your own story, um, it's almost equivalent to not doing it at all. So you want to create more visibility for yourself and also for your work. And this is one of the benefits that going global uh, brings to you. This, the third thing is credibility. Um, because you've been to these international programs or you have won a grant or 
you uh, were part of something big, you volunteered somewhere at a conference or something like that, you see that you build more credibility for your brand, for your image. So people can trust you, people can believe you, and they know that you're not a mediocre person and that you're who you say you're who you say you are. And the next thing is, of course, you have the chance to learn a new culture. Uh, one of the one of the things that this does for you is that you're able to see things from other people's um, perspective. You're able to understand the world differently. I remember the first time I got exposed to um, the topic of of uh, LGBTQ. I mean homosexuality and all of that. I was a bit uncomfortable with it. But then uh, by the time I got to live in the same space with people who lived, whose reality was, um, I mean, these things, I mean, gay people, uh, name them, you know, homosexuals in general, I began to understand them and appreciate them first for who they are and not judge them. And, but then try to engage in meaningful conversations that allow me to understand better where um, they are coming from. So, I mean, in the same vein, you're able to learn something new from other people who do not think like you, who do not share the same uh, lifestyle or cultural values or religious beliefs. And that really helps to shape your thinking. It helps you to also better relate with people. If you're running a business, you want to better relate with your customers. If you have a project, you want to better relate to the people who you work with, you want to understand them, where they're coming from, and be able to meet their needs and then work with them to achieve the bigger, the broader goal of your project or your business. So it's 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 one of the benefits that going global uh, brings to you. I've met people from almost every part of the world, and many of them are my friends. And, and you know, it doesn't change who I am. I don't try to try to be like them. I try to be my authentic self, but then I connect with them in a way that allows us to work together. The next benefit is, uh, of course, exposure to investment opportunities. So if you run a project or you have a business or something you're trying to start up and you've been looking for funding or you've been looking for partners or you've been looking for support, this is an opportunity for you. If, I mean, if you're not, if you don't put yourself out there, it's impos impossible for you to um, eventually uh, get, get, support from people. The first time I got a grant was after I returned from the U.S. in 2010. Uh, we were there and after the uh, six-week program, we were given the opportunity to, to pitch. And so I talked to everyone about the project I wanted to embark on, which has today become iCapture Networks. Uh, and it, I mean, it made a lot of sense because after that pitch, I got my first mini grant that allowed me to you know, come back home and start up something. So you see, if I wasn't in that space in the U.S., for example, I would not be able to, I would not get the opportunity or the chance to share my story, share my ideas, and of course, gain the kind of support that I, I would need eventually. And beyond that, when, sometimes when you go for these programs abroad and come back, you join an alumni network and there are also benefits that come with being part of, you know, such alumni bodies. If there are if there are funding openings or opportunities to network or pitch, you're the first person to hear about it. You have the chance to also um, to get in. So that's it. Exposure to investment opportunities and the next benefit is, of course, you have access to a larger pool of talent. I mean, you're able to find people who have the skill set that you lack. So um, by simply going global, I have found 
I've connected to people across the world who, uh, for example, know how to write good proposals or who uh, are good at brand management or stuff like that. And then I'm able to tap into their knowledge. I'm able to tap into that skill. I'm able to bring them on board, you know, to work with me to make uh, my, my work better. Uh, I, I remember when I started Opportunity Desk, uh, the story behind Opportunity Desk is this. It actually started uh, during a program I, I was in in Brussels. Uh, I met with a friend from Guinea-Bissau, and we were just talking, and she said, oh, I, I think we need to, you know, create a group or something that can allow us to add our friends and, you know, tell them about opportunities that are available. And we were just talking, and before you knew, <laughs> we knew what was going on, we had create, gone on to create a Facebook page, and we gave the name Opportunity Desk for you, and that was how we started. Eventually, I took it, um, I mean, I scaled up the, the, the project, and it's what we all know as Opportunity Desk now. But then thinking back to that time, if I, if I wasn't in that space, I mean, if I wasn't at that program at that time, I wouldn't meet this lady whose ideas uh, have now helped to, you know, birth something as huge as Opportunity Desk. So um, you have access to a larger pool of talent, people, ideas and that's one of the benefits of going global finally before i go on you're able to improve your reputation i already talked about credibility but reputation here in the sense that you can enjoy the benefits of calling yourself a global shaper a global change maker a global influencer you're not just a local champion uh you can also you can call your business an international business you know just simply because you have interactions with people from other countries and Probably they also use your product, they are patronizing you or, you know, something. So, I mean, that reputation really helps. People would not begin to think highly of you because of your exposure and they're willing to do business with you. They are willing to invite you to speak at their event. They are willing to work with you at any level. Um so it's really important. Most of the speaking engagements I've had, I didn't have to apply to them. In fact, I have never had to apply to speak at any conference abroad. It's just you tr- you're somewhere, you meet with people, and then they see they see you, they like what you've been here, you've been there. And so they, they automatically assume that you're the best person to come um, speak to them on a particular issue. So you build a reputation, and it's really, really, it's really good. All right, so that leads me to the next uh, thing I'd like to share with you all, which is how to spot hundreds, if not thousands, of openings for international opportunities well in advance. You see, there are, there are hundreds of opportunities almost on a daily basis. One of the issues that my team and I have to grapple with is, you know, how the time to post all of this because there's just so many so how do you find them well in advance how there are two ways there's the very difficult way and then there's the easy way so i'll start with the difficult way um uh, of course you can pick up a newspaper you could see um, a call for application for for a job or for something you know similar to that or you could be on Twitter and follow pages that um, follow pages of organizations, so that you can maybe be the first to hear when uh, there's an opening for 
for a grant or for a job or for a scholarship, that's really hard. It's hectic, really, because it means you have to always be online. And if you miss a tweet, you've missed it. Um, of course, randomly, a friend on Facebook could, could post a link to an opportunity. So that's one way to find opportunities. You could also be in link, on LinkedIn and find posts that are advertising for um you know, people to apply, or you could be subscribed to emails. And, um, you know, when you get those newsletters, you read through them. I, I see for me, these, these are the really difficult ways to get opportunities, to get information about opportunities. But the easiest way I recommend to you is, of course, opportunitydesk.org. I mean, it's really easy. You click on the website, um, you go to the website rather, and you just scroll through, look at the latest opportunities posted for the day, go through each tab, conferences, scholarships, grants, uh, competitions, depending on what you're looking for. And it's so simple. It's well laid out. And you're able to click through, read up uh, everything you need to know about that, that opportunity before you go on to apply. So it's really simple. Wouldn't you choose the easiest way? Uh, make Opportunity Desk your everyday, your go-to page, really, so that you don't miss out on the next um, available opportunity for you. So talking about the different types of opportunities, I'd really like to um, take a few moments to list them out. So uh, we have conferences, we have training workshops, which are different from conferences. Conferences are one-day, two-day, three-day events that bring a large group of persons together. Uh, this is different from training workshop. Training workshops are usually more intensive and are focused on a key theme and are usually organized for people who um, either have a background on something or want to learn about something specific. So training workshops are much more um, intensive than conferences. Then we also have fellowships, which are some of the most popular set of opportunities ever. Um, so fellowships are different from conferences, they're different from training. Fellowships are long-term programs that can take between uh, one month to 12 months. So it's a program that has um, several components. So there could be a training component, there could be a conference, there could be site visits, there could be research, there could be residences, mentoring, all of these things all of these components put together into one program is a fellowship. So, for example, we have the Mandela Washington Fellowship that is a 12-month journey for any young person who is selected. So, it's not it doesn't end at just going to the U.S. for six weeks. You come back home and you're in, engaged in several other activities for, for the next one year. So, you call such programs fellowships. Um, and there are several fellowships that are open to young people from Africa. Then we also have grants. Grants are um, money that you don't have to pay back for. These are not loans. These are not um, equity funds. These are free money. Uh, grants are free money. Free money for your for your business or for your project. And um, mostly grants target social enterprises, individuals, and NGOs. Um, and then we have other another kind of of, of course the most popular one, jobs, um, international job openings, volunteer openings, internship opportunities, all fall under jobs. And we 
we also have have competitions. So you might want to maybe um, enter a competition that that asks you to submit an essay you have written on a particular subject, or to submit an idea. Uh, but the, com- the idea of the competition is that you are that other people also submitting and of course the winner gets a prize that could be in cash or in kind we have scholarships academic scholarships and other kinds of scholarships that allow you some scholarships just um give you funding to travel to attend something other scholarships uh, perhaps just support you to do research uh, but the most common type of scholarships that we have are academic scholarships for, for PhD, for undergraduate studies, for masters. And finally, we have um, another set of opportunities like awards. awards. So these ones give you recognition for the work you're doing or for the work your business is, or your organization is doing. So depending on what you want, um, your opportunity will fall into one of these categories most definitely. So, um, uh, what international? What do international organizations look out for in applicants? This is one of the most asked questions of all times. Mm-hmm. Um, people always want to know, like, what makes for what makes a good application? What should I do? I mean, what should I say? What should I write? What are they looking for? Um, while this is different for the different kinds of opportunities available. There are some general things to um, to keep in mind, and this I've seen repeatedly in, across across all kinds of opportunities. So the first one is um, organizations are always always looking out for people who have value to offer. So if I'm going to pay your flight fare, if I'm going to pay your accommodation, if I'm going to spend all this money on you, then uh, I must be getting something in return. Yes, you heard that right. I must be getting value for my money. Nothing is free anywhere. So um, they're looking for people who perhaps have some kind of experiences that they want to bring on board the program, or they're looking for people with um, passion, with drive to carry on um, whatever vision that the international organization has for that program. If they cannot see the value that um, your selection is going to bring to the program, it's hard for them to make a selection. They don't want people who would misrepresent them. Otherwise, everybody will be selected. But um, if they are going to select you, then there must be something you're going to contribute to the program. The second thing that I, I, I think uh, these organizations are always looking out for is people who demonstrate leadership people who demonstrate leadership. So you're going to find um, questions around this same issue of what have you done in the past? What challenges did you face? How did you solve them? What risks have you taken? How were you able to manage people? Have you led a course? So you see some um, application questions like what's the name of your project or your organization? Why are they asking such questions? They're not asking everyone to go start up an organization. No. They're asking because they really want to see if you have the capacity to lead a course or to um, be part of something that already exists, what your specific role is and how you're able to demonstrate leadership, how you're able to solve problems, basically. So if you're able to demonstrate this effectively in your applications, trust me, you are um, you are the one they're looking for. <laughs> you might be selected. The third thing to note is um, they're looking for people who are able to communicate effectively. So if you're always uh, on and about, you know, writing jargons, using too many big grammar, 
uh, I don't know if I got that right. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, so if you're always, you know, like using words that are bogus, um, I mean, you're more likely not going to be selected. So you need to keep things simple. You need to be able to communicate effectively in the language that is accepted. I know that for the African Union, for example, um, English and French is uh, is the accepted language. So if you're applying to a program there, you are either fluent in English or you're fluent in French. And that's really one, what they want to see. For other countries, English is the thing. So you really don't have to be 100% uh, perfect in English. I've been in programs where uh, people from French-speaking countries um, are, are there, but they are not able to speak English as well as um, Nigerians can speak. But they are there because they are able to at least understand and communicate. So that's the basic thing. If you do not get this right, uh, if you do not have this, I encourage you to go back and get it. <laughs> I encourage you to enroll in a in a kind of program to brush yourself up. Um, they are also looking for people who embody their values. So some of these organizations have values that they hold. Um, strongly to, you know, maybe values of integrity, values of um, of um, uh, persistence, of innovation, or whatever it is. So um, they want to see that you also embody those values in your application and in your interview. Um, the next thing is that they're looking for people, sometimes they're looking for people who have experience or a background in their them thematic areas. So if it is um, the United Nations uh, conference on climate change, for example, and you're applying, but then your experience is in the area of, um, uh, what do I say now, maybe <laughs> something really different, you know, like, uh, uh, what should I say now, maybe surgery. You're a medical doctor, you're focused on surgery, and all of your experiences is on how you help um, conduct or research on surgery or how you help cure illnesses or whatever and you you fail to show what your background in this subject matter is climate change you're most likely not going to be selected you're not looking for people who want to come and take pictures in a new country or people who um you know just want to be part of something that they don't fit into they're looking for sometimes they're looking for people who have a background who have some knowledge who have some experiences you may not be an expert but they want you to have that kind of connection to the um, thematic area that they're working on and finally they're also looking for people who, who can pay it forward so uh, i learned this from uh, one of my mentors about 11 years ago uh, i got back from a program and she said grace you need to pay this forward if you want to get access to more opportunities in the future and if you want to be selected you know in future programs you need to show that you can pay it forward and what does that mean they want to see that when you get back home to your country you're able to apply the knowledge the skills everything that you have garnered from that program you're able to either teach other people or uh, apply them to the work you're doing. They want to see that result. If they see that you're not able to do that, it's hard for them to select you. And even when you are selected, you only become a disappointment to them. They never get to recommend you for anything else. So those are the things to watch out for. My time is going. I didn't know I was going to talk this long, okay. but I have just uh, a few more things to, okay. to share and then I wrap up. So how do you know which one to choose from? You know, you have all these opportunities. Uh, there's so much too many things out there how do you know which one is the right one for you um, the first 
thing I, or I tell everyone is, first of all, when you see something, read it. It's good to read. Uh, the title may not be attractive, but click on that link and read the information on it. Make sure you understand what the opportunity is about. After you have read through it, ascertain your eligibility. It's important that you figure out or find out who they are looking for. It's always stated under the eligibility criteria or selection criteria or requirements. So if you think that you are the best person, you tick all the boxes, then this is for you. If you do not tick all the boxes, then this is likely not for you. It's as simple as that. So first, understand your opportunities. Second, ascertain your eligibility. Third, evaluate your needs. So it's possible that you understand the opportunity, you are eligible, but maybe this is not for you. Why? Because this is not what you need right now at this point in your life. Um, for example, maybe I have a full-time job, I already have a master's program, but then there's this opportunity for a fully funded master's program abroad. I mean, why have a second master's program where you could spend that time um, doing a PhD? So don't just get carried away by what um, the opportunity has to offer. It's for someone else, not for you. So be sure that it's what you need right now in your life. Be sure it's important. Be sure it's not a distraction. And be sure that you know what you want to get out of it before you go ahead to apply. And if you're able to, um, uh, if you're if you're able to understand the opportunity, ascertain your eligibility, and evaluate your need, and you're sure that this is what you want, then go for it. Um, so, how do you professionally apply for opportunities in a way that? can increase or enhance your chances of selection? This is a question I get asked all the time. So um, it's really not far-fetched. Um, uh, in, in, in no particular order, I'll just list them out. Uh, so it's good to always prepare your documents well in advance. So for example, there are documents that are always requested for like your, your CV, your professional biography, uh, your statement of interest, um, what you may call, mm, what do you call it now? Uh, okay, when I get the name, I'll come back. But um, it's important that you have those documents ready so that if there's something, you're able to update it quickly and upload the next thing is for you to also mind the language you use while applying for opportunities. You want to be professional about this. So you do not want to use um, um, simple words. You do not want to use jargons. You want to be able to communicate in a way that, that, that looks serious, that sounds serious. You don't want to use short short forms or short short. Um, you don't want to use abbreviations and all of that. So mind the language. Um, proofread your content before you submit. It's very important. I know we sometimes we think we have got it all right, but maybe give it to someone else. A third eye or a second eye can always spot out the errors. So before you click submit, proofread. Answer the questions offline is always advisable to try to save your application offline. Try to answer it offline before you upload um, online. Have a story and be consistent with it. 
Um, so whatever, regardless of what you're applying for, there's always the thing about what do you do and why do you do it? So you see that the questions come in different forms. You do not want to tell one story today and tell one story in this paragraph and tell another story in the next paragraph. There has to be a flow so that the reviewer understands what who you are and what you're doing and sees where it is headed. So, but you cannot be talking about this and also talking about that. So sometimes when I'm applying for opportunities, I, I sometimes don't talk about opportunity this because it's not relevant. So I talk about my work with young people at iCapture Networks and, you know, there are other things I apply for and iCapture never comes in, it's opportunity there. So it really depends. Let your story be consistent. Don't be modest is the next thing. Um, we, are, we tend to be afraid. We don't want to say too much so that we don't sound like we are being proud. But no, you need to put yourself out there. You need to talk about your achievements. That is the time to talk about it. You're writing it. You're not, you're not sharing it for the world to read. So feel free to talk about it. Don't be modest in your, um, in your application answers. Uh, the other thing is take your time. Uh, you want to be professional about applying for stuff. Then you do not want to be the very first person to submit an application. So one time we rolled out an, our internship program. Immediately, I, I clicked publish and it got on the blog. We got about 10 applications within one hour. So these guys were too quick to submit the applications. They failed to read through carefully. They failed to also proofread their CVs and every other thing that they submitted to us. And I mean, even, even if they got it right, just, you know, just knowing that they were too much in a hurry to submit put me off. And you put some of the reviewers off. And you can imagine if you're applying stuff and you're being so hasty. So take your time. Avoid the rush. And also don't be too late. Don't try to submit at the last hour just in case. You know, take your time. Submit well well ahead of time. Uh, and then finally, review. Review. It's always good to review. I think I already shared that. While you're proofreading, go through it. Give it to someone else to go through. So to my last point, how to prepare your mind and personal brand in order to best position yourself for international opportunities. I'll close with this. It's important for you to develop the right mindset, first of all. One of the major reasons why a lot of young people are stuck in the rut of today is that they feed their minds with limiting thoughts limiting beliefs you think you cannot do it you think oh it cannot be me where does faith come in i'm i have to i mean i have to bring faith into this really well where does it come in you need to first accept that you can you need to first accept see yourself in that place um for example i've always imagined myself in the same room with president obama and until it happened i knew it was possible there are lots of people you tell you, you say that too, and they're like, oh, no, it's not possible. I mean, how do you get yourself in the same room with President Obama? You do not want to be that kind of person who always speaks negatively or thinks negatively. You need to develop the right mindset. And uh, Developing the right mindset also means living by honesty. You need to be truthful at all times about yourself, about what you're doing, about what you want. You do not want to live a lie. Developing the right mindset also means overcoming fear. Fear of rejection, fear of failure. 
fear of not being selected because i mean if you don't try won't you regret not trying isn't it better to try and know that you you did it than not to try at all so overcoming that fear is also part of um what you need to do to develop the right mindset dealing positively with rejection is very important everyone has been rejected at one point in time in their lives or the other you're not going to be the first you're not going to be the, you're not the first and you're not going to be the last so when rejection comes how do you handle it do you get angry do you get upset do you beat around do you give up or do you take the lessons from there and try again how about feeling forward how about taking lessons from what didn't work and making it better and finally how about celebrating small wins yes you didn't get selected but you got to the top 5 or got to the top 10 do you even celebrate that if you're not able to develop the right mindset for the small things you're not able to handle the big things really um so the next thing in preparing yourself and your brand to be better positioned for international opportunities is maintaining an online presence it's very important it's crucial i mean we cannot be in this digital age and i google your name or i i type your name on google and and see nothing or i see just facebook you need to clean up your social media account you need to you need to have a an online presence in the way that anyone who types in the name on Google can get all the information they need about you get a linkedin account get get an account on twitter write your bio construct it carefully and make sure it's the same across board the same bio on linkedin the same bio on twitter the same bio on facebook but of course um uh styled or customized uh, based on the social media platform So I do not want to read that you are an agriculturalist here and read that you are a teacher here or that you you know different things that it all come together so that whatever platform anyone goes to they're seeing the same information about you post about good things don't just post about you hanging out or partying uh, post about the work you're doing post about relevant things let your profile picture also speak for you use professional looking nice attractive winning profile picture you don't want to use a profile picture of you on on a, a, a sleeveless top or without a shirt or whatever you know i'm sure many of us here already smarter than that so <laughs> uh the next thing is for you to have a professional bio i recommend having an about.me page about.me go there create an account or have a personal website where you're able to upload your profile when mr john obidi um called me to ask me to do this tonight he asked for my profile and because i was driving i couldn't send it to him so i said okay fine go to about.me you're going to see everything there it was so easy to do that so you want to have um that kind of you know uh platform where everything about you is already documented have a blog and a website Does your does your project have a blog? Does your does your organization or your business have a website? It's important. It doesn't cost so much. I mean, creating blogs are free these days. So go ahead, do that. Write about re- share share information about what you've done. Put the report out there so that people can read and understand what you do. 
The next thing is for you to update your CV constantly, consistent, constantly, yeah. Update it. If something new happens, you gain a new experience, you do something, you achieve something new, go and update it. And as you update it, update your LinkedIn um, account as well. Focus on your work. If you want to be better uh, positioned for international opportunities, it's important that you focus on putting in the time and effort needed to make your work great. Do the do great work that is worthy of recognition. Don't be a mediocre person. I keep saying it. Let it not be that an opportunity comes and you're not prepared for it. Don't 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 say I I, I am passionate about teaching and you're not actually teaching. Don't say I'm passionate about kids and you're not actually doing anything for kids. Or you're just doing charity. Do great work. Focus on your work. Really, it's the people who focus on their work that get rec- that get the most recognition. So you want to do good work so that when it's time to share your story, you have something powerful to share. You have something to say. Have a mentor is very important. If you do not have one now, please look for one. You have there are, there are different kinds of mentors. I mean, they're mentors for specific reasons. So find them. Find the one that can always guide you through um, these these kind of things, like applying for opportunities and stuff like that. And always go to them for advice. And finally, 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 get involved in activities at local level. Before you get the big gig, before you go international, before you go global, you also want to be relevant at the local level. Build experiences. Work with other people. Make mistakes. Grow. Learn. In preparation for the time you go global. So I'll end my talk here. Thank you for sticking around this yes. long. And I hope that you learned something from it. Thank you so, so much, Grace. We definitely learned so, so much. Before we head on uh, to the next segment, I want to just say a big shout out to everyone who is still tuned in right now, everyone who is spending their Thursday evenings with us. We are taking a roll call. Everyone tuned in. Um, there are people tuned in right now from uh, Nigeria, the United Kingdom, the US, Sudan, Switzerland, Denmark, Ghana, Ukraine, and Thailand. Thank you guys for spending your Thursday evenings with us. We know your time is precious. Now, um, Grace is working on a really tight schedule right now, so we will not be able to take your questions. However, how would you like to take everything you have just learned right now in your pocket? How would you like to take everything she has said away as a reference material? That's right. She has just written a book and the book is titled Go Global. As a matter of fact, I pulled the title of this episode from her book, which uh, was just launched on her birthday two days ago. So happy birthday in Arias, Grace. I thought we should all say this for you, right? So uh, she launched her (laughs) book two days ago. Two days ago, that was her birthday, the 18th of September. And uh, the book is titled Go, is it Going Global or Go Global? Go Global. Go Global, (laughs) yes. And so it chronicles everything you need to know in order to be considered for opportunities, in order to make yourself eligible, in order to spot the best opportunities for you, uh, for you to be able to put your best foot forward in the application process. It encapsulates everything she had just said in less than an hour and way more. It's all in the book. 
so you have to pre-order the book. You have a short time to pre-order the book. How much is it? Um, is it up? Is it up to fifty k or hundred k? How much is the book? Ah, of course not. <laughs> so it's just four thousand naira for Nigerians okay. and five thousand for West Africans and other countries ten thousand naira. So that includes shipping as well. Okay, shipping awesome. Costs. So yeah. if you are within Nigeria, it is just four thousand naira. I think that's just about or less than the cost of a of a movie ticket. You know, with popcorn. You know, and maybe you know, and other side attractions. Right? It's less than the cost of a movie ticket get that book it's titled go global everything grace has just shared is encapsulated in that book and to grab your copy go to the url thegoglobal.com is that right grace the go, go global book book.com got it so go to thegoglobalbook.com i'm go, if if you're if you got this message from whatsapp I'm going to push out the link to you guys on WhatsApp. If you're listening from the Facebook group, I'm going to push out the link on the Facebook group as well. And uh, if you're on our email list, you're going to get the link there as well. But since you're listening, the URL is thegoglobalbook.com. And you'll get instructions on how to get this book shipped out to you. Now, um, no questions. Uh, we can take any more because of the time. But let me just say something. Um, Grace, I have it on good authority, Grace, that many Nigerians who speak Fone like you and me, who wear suits like you and me, do not in 2018 have an international passport. What do you have to say to this issue? Oh my goodness. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> that is like your passport to the world, I guess. Yes. You need your passport for everything. Sometimes opportunities come like instantly and they're looking for people who already have passports mm. so you don't want to be caught unawares go get it you need it for everything to travel to apply for stuff you know to really get have those doors opened get it is that it's an important document to have all right guys um get your international passports i mean like people like people like to say you do not prepare for war on the day of battle it's not when you are trying to get considered for something. You start rushing to immigration service to try and do last-minute matter. Uh -uh. Well in advance, every human being, young or old, you should have your international passport. I know that you know people get by with their national ID card within Nigeria for banks and all that. But international passports, no before who won't travel. It is just mm -hmm. your gateway to the world. Everybody should have a passport way before you need the opportunity. All right? Thank you so much, Grace. And do not forget that um, Grace is most notably, as regards what we're talking about here, the founder of Opportunity Desk. So just go to that website. It is a tsunami of information. Go to opportunitydesk.com or .org? Uh, .org. .org. Awesome. I'm glad I asked that. So go to opportunitydesk.org. There are tons of information over there and it's well categorized so whether you're looking for scholarships you're looking for internships you're looking for fellowships all the categories that she just mentioned out here the website is well categorized and so you can find exactly what you're looking for at first glance the application process is well outlined there and it is totally free i guess this is probably your own way of giving back to the community um, after accessing these opportunities because I know that there are people who would rather charge or hoard this information but the information out there 
on Opportunity Desk is totally free for anybody. All the criteria, Grace and her people put a lot of time, effort, and initiative to make the user experience as amazing as possible. So head over right now, go there, bookmark it, write down the URL, share it with your network, share it with your, with your friends. It's opportunitydesk.org. So that's the first step. That's what's going to connect you with the flood of opportunities that are happening in the international space that only a select few are somehow hearing about. Now, every one of you can go out there and get the information. But that's just the first step. The next step is actually learning how to put your best foot forward. Not everyone who applies will be selected. You need the intel. You need someone who has gone the way that can show you the way. And that is all contained in Grace's book called Go Global. So do not forget, go to thegoglobalbook.com. Grace, this is the Head Start Africa show. And I just innovated and I like to ask um, about, some, about the, the concept of the Head Start. What is that one quote or that one sentence you can give to our audience here that can give them the Head Start in their life or business or career? So um, a pessimist sees a difficulty in every opportunity, but an optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. That was said by Winston Churchill. Amazing. So start today to see the opportunity in every challenge, in every difficulty. Start to develop the right mindset towards life, towards the things that come your way, and you'll begin to experience a turnaround, definitely. Awesome. Thank you, Grace. I will see you on the other side. This episode is brought to you by Tribemaster Platinum. Tribemaster Platinum is the most complete WhatsApp marketing system in the world. It's a suite of software and step-by-step -step tutorials on how to set up your own profitable WhatsApp marketing machine. To get your copy of Tribemaster Platinum and to get more information, head right over to headstartafrica.com forward slash tribe. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you haven't already, please join our Facebook community, the Head Start Africa community. We'd love for you to be a part of our classes and conversations. Until next time, use what you have for what you have is plenty. Take care.